Yo, check one, two. One, two. Should have been doing it when we weren't even concentrating on the thing, man. Oh, no, but you know what it was like? You're just a waste, man. No, you're just a dickhead. Cheers. Cheers, bro. Cheers, my dear. Yo, we ain't even... Boop, boop, boop. What's good? Yeah, what's going on? It's Beer, Rap and Banner, episode 13. Unlucky for some. But not for us. We are back with a bang. Back with a bang after a very long day of interviews. Very long day. We've been going hard all day, putting in that work. Hard in the paint, hard in the... Grinding. You going to bust a freeze? I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Grind. I'm not. <laughs> Yo, it's episode 13. Beer Rap and Banner, we're back again, your favourite podcast, yeah. up and coming podcast, yeah. we have to say thank you to all the subscribers, danke, danke. we have to say thank you to all the listeners and everyone who's been sharing this and everyone who's been playing it to their friends and listening to us on their way to work, on their, whatever you've been doing, don't forget we're on SoundCloud, we're on TuneIn, yeah. we're on Stitcher, yeah. we're on Apple Podcasts on iTunes, yeah. we're everywhere, you can Google us, Beer Rap and Banner, we're Just everywhere, Google. everywhere. We're like that annoying advert that you just see everywhere. You're like, oh, it's on the bus. Oh, it's on that poster. Oh, you can't get away from oh, it. Oh, man, we're going to be that We're gonna be that <laughs> duo just on the bus. Like, hey, we're going to be like the modern day Ant and Dick. Oh, God. No, let's not but be, that, let's not but, be Ant but, and Dick. But, but in a good way, in a banter way, man. They're on a cheese. Yeah, but we're, bruv, they've been grafting, bruv. You'd love to be on the money that they're on. You know what's funny, fam? Someone told me once. We're a bit they... like Ant and Dick. In what way? You're tall, I'm short. Yeah, um, but... Yeah, they, that's about it. They ain't got no pants though. Yeah, maybe. They've had to clean it up. I bet they're like right dirty bastards behind You reckon doors. they took bare grease? Yeah, I bet they grease off Test Daily and like all, oh, the, all the massive. Oh, man. One guy told me once that he thought they was gay. I was like, what are you talking about? They ain't gay. Nah, I don't think they're gay. They, they man get it in. They man have had bare groupies from Biker Grove days. <laughs> Biker Grove? Well, Talk, yeah. Hey. They, they're on that Newcastle wave now, aren't oh. they? You see how Newcastle's popping these days. Shout out to all the Newcastle peeps. You they lot got, going out. They and got the Jordies. Um, just going straight in, uh, someone who's been in the entertainment business for a very, very long time, longer than Ant and Dec, longer than you and I, Cal, someone that we aspire to be like, the legend, we've got to say a big R.I.P., Bruce Forsyth, man, R.I.P. to Big Brucey. R.I.P. Real sad news, uh, entertainer, uh, so Bruce Forsyth died at that young, sprightly age of 89, man, um, Friday afternoon uh, at home. Uh, and as as we all know, he's hosted some of our favourite TV programmes. Most recently, Strictly Come Dancing. Mm. Uh, he's been on the Generation Game. Play your cards right. Mm. Uh, the price is right for the old school people. And he enjoyed a career spanning 75 years, 75 man. 75 years on the screen. It's on amazing. the screen, on the stage. Um, what did he used to say? Uh, nice to see you. To see you nice. Yeah, man. And we all know, like I definitely know with my family, we had sort of Saturdays watching TV at my grand's and my granddad's and he just had that classic television viewing, man. So, mm. R.I.P. Brucey. Um, no more Brucey bonus, man. Yeah, that's, yeah, Brucey bonus. That is that is deep, man. Um, so, R.I.P. him. Um, yeah, man, so what's that? So, we just had to get that out of the way. Oh, and also, on a sad note as well, um, our thoughts and condolences out to everyone uh, in Barcelona and on the Las Ramblas that lost their life tragically in the um, terrorist attack. Um, a real sad state of affairs. Um, I don't know, have you been to 
Barcelona yet. I haven't been to Barcelona, so I can't really visualise what the area was like. I think you've been yourself, though, haven't you? Yeah, I've been many a time, uh, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners uh, have been or have have seen it. So it's just the main strip in Barcelona, Mm. uh, a really bait strip, you know. um, And then, unfortunately, the other day, uh, there was this horrific terrorist attack uh, where these young guys, these young, you know, drivers just took out 15 or so people killing them and I saw on, on Twitter just a video of people just laying there dead man and it's just it's really sad so um, just be careful listeners while you're out there just have your wits about you it could happen anywhere uh, Andrea uh, my soon wife to be went on a Hindu she's to, your queen to be went to Las Ramblas and it could have been her so you know yeah that would have been hey listen you can't comprehend things like that but look listeners it is beer up and banner, but we're just going to get the, the the sadness out of the way. So, you know, just be careful when you're on the roads and just... Definitely be careful. Um, You know, it's a mad time. You know, there's been all kinds of terrorist attacks going on all over the place. Um, not just in Europe, around the world. Um, Recently, there's also been a, an attack in America in a place called Charlottetown. That was a weird one because it was like a white supremacist rally and it's kind of like the biggest one that we've seen in recent years and it seems to be riding off the wave of Donald Trump's whole election and the support that he had from the far right the scary thing was they were chanting unite the right like unite the right like they kind of want the trailer park kind of trash people to come together with the prim and proper Republican voters and the sort of neo-Nazis and they just want, and the clan members, they want everyone to come together and form some super big far-right organisation. And it's like, what are they going to do? What are they trying to do? Well, It's a bit scary. And they had this rally and there was some anti-white supremacy protesters there. As you can expect, like every time someone has a bit of a march, there's always the people that are opposing it, protesting, right? But it was a peaceful protest. They're waving their signs. And then out of nowhere, a car comes bang like just plowing into people one person died lots of people that were critical and casualties and then donald trump addresses it and he kind of says oh you know that nobody's really in the wrong there's there's people in the wrong on both sides and it's like what are you talking yeah he got a lot of stick for that was the driver was it so i don't it wasn't painted as a terrorist attack i think the media obviously painted it a different way but was it someone from the white supremacists who drove into protesters yeah. so yeah. they were sort of attacking their own no a, a white supremacist got into his car and drove into a bunch of anti-white supremacy oh, protesters at the Terri- white supremacist rally yeah that's that's messed up man that's messed up yeah so you just got to be careful out there listeners young old um obviously the the youngers nowadays just got their a-level uh gcse's coming up soon and at A-level, massive. What was uh, that little awkward gun finger you just did nah, there, bro? No, because, you know, you know we, 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 oh, we got the youngers, you know, in the uh, in the space and we got to just big them up because they're yeah. getting their GCSEs. Shout and... out to my nephew, but really he needs to knuckle down, work hard and get his grades up, in it. So I'm not really shout out. Uh, he's putting the pressure on him. Yeah, yeah. He's putting the pressure get on him. Get your nut down, mate. Anyway. Get grades up. But yeah, yeah, shout out to everyone who, um, who's got their A-levels in, you know. You gotta get the grades up, and um, I saw a video with some kids getting like A's and A stars, and it's lovely to see those reactions, like and all that hard work paying off. Yeah. Um, I can't say I've ever got an A or an A star in my life, bro. I wouldn't know what that feels like anyway. I got into I got into university first of all. I got into college on average GCSEs, and then I got into university on even worse A level scores. 
Damn. Right, really bad. And I had to go through clearance. And then, uh, but now look at me. I got a 2-1. I got a post-grad. You turned out all right. 10 years in the job. It just goes to show that the thing. even if you're not the sharpest tool in the box, you can still do all right. So if you didn't get the greatest A-level results, don't be too disheartened. You can still do your thing, man. That's it. Work hard. You're never too, never too young to learn, never too old to learn. But yeah, enough with that. We've got the seriousness out of the way. We're really excited about this episode. Episode 13, Unlucky for Some. Mm. Friday the 13th, we were talking about this the other day. Friday the 13th for Jason. I can never know which one's Jason, which one's Michael Myers. Uh, Jason, uh, oh, I was thinking of Chucky. I was Hall- going to say Charles Halloween Boy. on Friday the 13th. Which one's which? Like, I always get a bit a bit confused. But 13's unlucky number, but this is not an unlucky podcast. We've got a really exciting uh, interview a bit later on uh, with... Arsenal from Mo TV. Um, Arsenal from Mo TV. Mo from Arsenal TV. Great fucking intro, bro. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> it's the beer, man. I've been drinking all day, man. We've been doing interviews. What all day. are you drinking, by the way? At the minute, you gave me a big bottle of San Miguel, but I was on the IPAs earlier. San Mizzle. Yeah, so I've, I slurred my words. I've been drinking all day, man. So. I was on that piston head. Um, Pause. We, we was drinking some of those. Uh, <laughs> We were drinking sodas at the Wu-Tang show and we was calling them pissheads. <laughs> How was the Wu-Tang show? How was your show? <laughs> oh, thank you, It was amazing, man. Um, we had two sold-out shows at the Jazz Cafe. So shout-out to the Unknown Orchestra and everyone involved in putting that together. Shout-out to my co-performers, um, Johnny Voltic, uh, Delta Lima and Kyra, um, our lovely vocalist. Um, yeah, absolutely amazing experience performing with a, an orchestra. And was lucky enough to get some of my own material reinterpolated and played by a live uh, orchestra, a live band. It's something I've always wanted to do. Uh, so just tick that off the, the bucket list, you know. That was nice, amazing. nice, nice. Yeah, well done on that, man. Repping the Wu-Tang and playing at Jazz Cap. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. I should uh, also, while I'm here, I might as well just shout out the extra dates we've got because we've got a few more dates booked in. There's more to follow, but absolutely confirmed. Uh, set in stone are the 30th of August. And the 7th of September, that is at XOYO in the Old Street, Shoreditch kind of area. Uh, so Wu-Tang revisited, it's reimagined. Um, it's live performances from a live orchestra with the rappers. Not the actual Wu-Tang, but people like myself who are doing a, a, a tribute show to the Wu-Tang. Uh, everybody loved it. Like I say, we had two sold out shows at the Jazz Cafe. We've got more dates coming up at XOYO. Uh, get yourself down there and you're going to absolutely love it. Big. And I know XOY, the sound bangs there. I know they got the big boy sound system. Talking to Old Street, man, I had the maddest uh, incident in Old Street the other week. I was hosting a show, uh, Emerald Live, just off Old Street. And I came out of the show and I'm sitting in my car and I'm sending Cal a voice note. Uh, and as I'm speaking to you uh, on the voice note, because the car's parked up, I'm not driving. Some drunk guy in a suit is walking past the car. Several times. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he's walking past the car listeners and he keeps peering in. And as I'm holding my phone, sending a voice note to Cal about the podcast and how, how, how we're doing things, he keeps peering in. I'm like, oh, like I must have just nodded and nailed him because, you know, if you look someone in the eye, innit, you can't look away or look shook or nothing. Not that he looks scary. And he must have walked away now. And uh, he comes back a bit late and he comes to the car. And he, and he looks in again, and I think he, he must have thought that I was a taxi. So he starts to make his way into like round to the car, and I'm, I'm going, I'm not a taxi, I'm not a taxi, brother, I'm not a taxi. My man walks around the front of the car as I'm going, I'm not a taxi, as I've got the phone in my hand, sending a voice note to Cal, opens up my car door, I'm shouting out, I'm not a taxi, brother, I'm not a taxi. My man gets in my car, 
shuts the car door, sits down uh, on the in the violation in the passengers the passenger seat, and looks at me. No, and looks at me like this, bro. Like, can I suck your dick? <laughs> no, 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 no. There was none of that going on, man. Like there was like. Why are you giving him nods, fam? <laughs> you gave him a nod already, innit? He's like, yeah, man. <laughs> I didn't have I didn't have my full beams on. I didn't have my purple light on, innit? <laughs> I was I didn't have a certain light. <laughs> I didn't have I didn't have like a red ribbon on the antenna or something to to indicate that. So, so I carry on. So what so what so what happened? He's in the car. Bro, what do you think what happened? What you t- <laughs> I remember what happened, but yeah, you well, got told bro, the listeners. The, the way story. <laughs> listen, beer rap and banter people them. The way I jumped out of the car, hey. fist ready to like, and I'm not a violent person and I'm not like, you know, I'm not, I don't kick off or anything like that. But the way I just sort of jumped out of the car and started screaming, bro, what are you doing? Get out of my fucking car. You, you can't do this. It's, you know, what's going You know, listeners, like it could have been an acid attack. Mm. It could have been a flipping, a jux. He could have tried to jack me. It could, you don't know what it is. He could've, jumped could've out. tried to rape you. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's not funny, but yeah, none of it's funny. No, don't so, know what happened in that scenario. You just and have he to jumped, be ready, innit? He jumped out the car, really apologetic, like I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean. I thought I knew you. I thought you were someone. I was like, nah, you can't be doing them things, man. And listen, you can't be getting in people's car. Anyway, we squashed it. He went on his way. I locked my doors, and then I drove off. But just, just know. Mad, mad time in Old Street. Anyway, yeah, I just wanted to jump in with the Old Street story. Absolutely crazy, fam. That's Peak. that's something that don't happen every day. It's never um, happened to me. Well, let's pray it never happens again, innit? That's it. Jeez, man. Recently, I've been listening to this new Chip album, fam. I'm absolutely feeling it. What do you think of this new Chip album? Yeah, baby? I really like it, man. I remember sort of when he was Chipmunk, 16 years old or 17 years old, when mm. Wiley brought in with... Uh, Ice Kid and Little D and they were they were emceeing and he then he sort of uh, went he dropped pop. that tune yeah he went pop before he... he went pop though he had that tune oh, on, I am on... the grime scene saviour Rudolph Ray nah, it's... I was thinking about float like a butterfly sting like a bee on the lyrical Muhammad Ali oh, no, even Jeez, before... that who tune was crazy I think he had one before that he goes uh, who am I or who are you that yeah. was his biggest tune though but to blow him up that's the one that blew him up yeah it? yeah yeah he put in work and then he went and then he did pop records and then he sort of had to go back to the lab and sort of put the work in from the, from the ground up, which we really I really admired because he got back on his his his, his grind. He got rhyming. Uh, he just went battling with Bugsy mm, mm. and uh, Tiny Temper. And for me, he murked. You know, he murked them both, man. There's no question Come about on. it. To be fair, I didn't think they were on his level. Well, anyway. yeah, but it made him up his game, and he yeah. got barring, and he got better. And then this this new project um, is really good, man. It's got a great selection of uh, radio. Radio records, which ain't too poppy poppy. Uh, there's a good, there's a good uh, Instagram one, Snap, Snapchat or Instagram, whatever. Mm, I really like mm, that. Snap, snap. Yeah, Snap, snap's a big record. I like uh, the one with gets, gets like that. Yeah, gets like that's that. Hard. That's hard. The one with six, seven. Yeah, honestly, honestly yeah. The video's a, dope on that. Bang, that's a bang. With a man wearing the Versace robe and the black mask as well. He looks haunted mm, and all that. The one with the nail. It's just like a yeah. nice little party kind so of vibe going on it's, there. It's a really well-rounded, mature album. Mm. So big up Chip, big up the North London. Most we got definitely. the whole of Totty. I like the one with Giggs as well. That tune's hard, man. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. You have to be... Well, look, Giggs, mer- Giggs murked on that record. I don't think I've ever heard... I've not heard yet, since Giggs has been on this sort of jumping on records with grime artists, mm. anyone outshine him. In fact, he's had to step up and, and, and he's blown everyone out of the water. 
we keep talking about gigs, don't we? But you know what? He's that guy. He's he went from an artist where right he went from an artist where you everyone liked him for talking the hardest mm. and um, look what the cat dragged in and ooh was it ooh ooh or there was one after talking the hardest mm. that was like that slow flow that everyone loved from gigs, but then it was sort of you either loved him or you hated him, and a lot of people didn't really take to him because he was a bit boring and didn't flow, mm. and then he just went sick and his grime hustle of like spitting on like with jme with um the Daneo records with kano he's outshone everyone and he's just he definitely gets yeah it he's in, fr- right? yeah he definitely gets it in man he's he's been putting the work but big up chip i really like that uh that album big shout out to chip um i, I thought the 34 shots was well that was my personal favorite i like the video for that as well yeah um and i like the way he talked about uh rhyming like guns is fun so just to let people know, it's entertainment, isn't it? He's not really talking about bang, 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 like he's trying to kill people. It's just like rhyming like guns. It's fun. Like I kill a man, I kill an MC. You know, it's dope. It's, it's entertainment, man. It's not yeah. to be taken too seriously. Um, but yeah, shout out to Chip. And uh, talking about music, um, the big man, Jay-Z, um, he done a uh, an interview recently, didn't he? He did a really big interview. Obviously, it was on Tidal because that's his platform. Um, so I haven't actually seen the whole interview yet, but I've seen little snippets of it. I'm not I seen think it he yet. did uh, something for a podcast as well. I think it was Rap Radar. He did something on uh, yep. on there. Probably shouldn't have said that out because technically that's a competitor of ours now. <laughs> no competition. <laughs> but now shout them out. They're dope. They've been going a very long time and they do a lot of good. They got really good content. And um, yeah, man, I'm really interested to see that because he specifically addresses the beef with Kanye West. And um, we watched that documentary that was on Channel 4. That not was too terrible. Long ago. Uh, it was kind of dead to be fair. Like, if you're into rap, then you already don't know watch it. everything that they said. Like, <laughs> you already know rap, it. Don't watch it. You already know everything already. Um, so Hot it wasn't man, it wasn't new for us. But to be fair, if you're not too clued up, then you might find it quite interesting. Uh, but definitely watching this interview, I think, will be really interesting. Yeah, I need to check um, it out. Another thing that seeing was... as our episode saying that sorry, just saying as that as episode ten was taken down. So if you're wondering, if you're going through the SoundCloud or you're going through the iTunes and you're thinking there's a missing episode here, it got taken down because uh, audio from uh, the Jay-Z album. But we're going to get back on it. Cal's getting back on it. Mm. So yeah, big up Jay-Z, but at the same time... Yeah, we we got to get that one back. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on, SoundCloud, man. Like, grow some balls, man. You know what I mean? I Let us do what the hell we want to do. You're taking our shit down for, man. That's it. We've been putting in this work, man, with interviews. Make me have to remix the thing. Remix the thing, like I'm Puff Daddy. Jeez. <laughs> but yeah, man, um, we're just going to keep it moving along. Talking about music and rap music and that. We actually had an interview recently, which you might not expect, because the guy actually talked quite a bit about rap music. Um, and uh, he wasn't necessarily someone you would have expected that from. Um, his name is Mo Haider. Of Arsenal Fan TV fame. So uh, if you're familiar with Arsenal Fan TV, if you're an Arsenal fan, you know what they do. Uh, Right after the games, they put the camera on uh, and they talk to the fans. And we managed to get one of their key players, one of the big marquee names. Some say the best person. They prefer listening to him the most because he talks the most sense. No disrespect to the other man, obviously. No disrespect. Big up DT. Yeah. uh, Claude. Claude. Ty. Ty. Um, Kelechi Kelechi and um, Bully Nah man The the, the brother with the, uh, That was on the crutches Like he's He's sick as well uh, Troops Troops Big up Troops Yeah big up all of them and Shout out to Robbie as well Big up Robbie But uh, yeah Shout out Mo 
Um, you're going to hear now an interview that we did with him where we're not just talking about Arsenal TV. In fact, we touch on so many current topics and we get his, you know, his favourite artist, his, his favourite type of music. So, yeah, sit back, enjoy. Uh, beer Rap and Banter, Beer Rap and Banter on the social media. What's going on, listeners? This is uh, English. This is Beer Rap and Banner. I'm here with Cal. Yep, yep, yep. Back once at, again. Back once with again. Another interesting interview for you guys. And today we are with someone who Arsenal fans should probably know if you're into Arsenal Fan TV. And just all fans should know because I know you get a lot of hate online as well, which we're <laughs> going to talk about. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, he's someone who is uh, very articulate, uh, very opinionated, and. Uh, better than Gary Neville. <laughs> yeah. That ain't hard. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're gonna big up uh, Mo from Arsenal TV. What's going on, bro? What's going on, guys? Look, pleasure to be on, and uh, I've given you guys a hard time today, delayed start and everything, but looking forward to talking to you guys. Don't worry, we got we got you here, man. Um, first of all, I mean, we did touch on Arsenal TV. I just wanted to talk about first of all is how you're finding this whole social phenomenon of like being an online pundit or you know someone who's. Uh, value, uh, views are opinionated and, and valued or hated. Um, I know at the end of the games, you and the other guys, you get your pictures taken and, mm. you know, kids look up to you guys. I work with kids and, and, and a lot of them are talking about online gamers and bloggers and stuff. I just wanted to get your opinion on this so sort of sudden rise to notoriety and fame with the whole Arsenal fan TV and, and your aspect on it. Yeah, it's quite baffling to me, to be honest with you. And also it's when you look at when you look back in hindsight, you realise that actually it was uh, it wasn't exactly easy to adapt. That the, the pace of change um, was quicker than the pace of like my comprehension of, of what's going on. Mm. So you often like you often find yourself in situations where you've said something that you'd I, I could have said like five years ago to my mates and obviously nothing, and then you say something online and all of a sudden it's a big issue and stuff. Yeah. And, like, I mean, whether you're right or whether you're wrong, whether you're talking sense or not, it's basically irrelevant. You realise that you've got to be so much more thoughtful about the way you go about things at times. And it's a bit of a shame in a way because it inhibits you a tiny bit. You know, you, you think a little bit more rather than just being like as free. But it comes to the territory and I, I'm not complaining because, you know, being on Arsenal Fan TV and being known also brings with it a lot of perks, you know. So for me, provided the perks, uh, outweighing the you know the flaws, I will continue doing it, and it's not even close right now. It's for me, it works. It's uh, you know a lot of people get it twisted in terms of they think that we get paid out of it or we get free mm. tickets. None of that, literally none of that. It's just a case of you do what you've always done, but there are certain perks. Like my network is bigger now. You know, if I need tickets for an important game, I've got more chances of getting it now. For example, so, you know sometimes I'll pop into a shop or a restaurant and someone will recognise me, and you know. Free coffee. You know, my wife got a free coffee the other day. You know, little stupid things like that. But ultimately, um, as I say, yeah, the pace of change is strange. And I'm 32 years old, so I was born in a generation where if you recognise someone, it's because they're on TV yeah. or, you know, they're in a movie. And you don't see people you recognise very often because yeah. it's like so detached. But I'm just a normal guy and I happen to be on YouTube and people recognise me and they see me and treat me how I treat people on YouTube, oh, oh sorry, on TV, and mm. to me that's baffling because I'm like, I'm like, oh no no no, you've got it wrong. I'm I'm not worth taking a selfie with, you know. Mm. I'm not worth taking a picture with. I've come for the same purpose that you've come today. Yeah. Mm. So guys, 
who, if you saw them on the street, they're worth taking a picture with. Yeah. You know, go up to like Granite Xhaka or Alexis Sanchez and be yeah. like, oh my God, can I have a picture? So when people do that to me, I'm like, no, no, I'm not what you came for. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> that's it. As I say, I've comprehended that now. I've, you know, somewhat caught up with that pace of change and I've understood that it's a different generation. You just got to move with the times. Mm. So to that generation, yeah, you know, they have that level of familiarity and excitement off the back of that familiarity that I did with someone on TV. I remember mm. seeing Vernon Kay when I was younger and like being excited by it because he was on he was on TV and now people feel the same way about YouTubers. Yeah. So, so man, a, a lot of people get very arty about it. And when people watch this, you know, when old school fans see people react to the Arsenal fan TV guys in that way, it really rubs them up the wrong way. It really winds them up. But you know, what can we do? When when someone comes up to you for a picture, you might think it's ridiculous that they want a picture with you, but you don't want to be rude and turn them down or start getting them a lecture about back in my day, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't be a celebrity. So you, you just comply and just try and be polite about it. Yeah, it's a great thing because I think what uh, Robbie and, and the whole sort of everyone with that Arsenal TV, you've created a great niche, an online niche now where you, the public, like you're a fan, like you, like Cow and I, whatever season ticket holder, you go to games, and whereas before all this talk would have been left in the in the in the stands or the pubs or with friends over a coffee, now people can watch it and agree on it or disagree on it. So you're that much more easily accessible, uh, which which is a great thing as long as it's the positives outweigh the negatives. So hopefully, yeah, exactly. I mean, you probably you do get sort of abuse online through fans, negative fans, but as long as it doesn't come to you know. Reality, no one's sort of kicking off, yeah, which we yeah. don't want, you know. Mm. But I mean, look, a couple of times it has come to reality, and the thing is, that, look, you've got to have thick skin. It, the problem for me is that I don't claim to be like a fighter or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. I don't claim to kind of be like, all right, I'll knock you out, and I don't get in all of these stupid disputes. I just, I don't want that aggro. Do you know mm. what I mean? So when it comes to that, I do get a bit frustrated because yeah, the yeah, last thing I want to be doing is fighting outside of football ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But luckily, most of the time, it's just verbals and it's a bit of stick. And I've got thick enough skin to, to deal with that. But, you know, um, on, on the fact that people obviously watch my opinion, it's, it's interesting what you say, like, that would have been between friends over a coffee or whatever. And, and the way I see it, you know, before Arsenal Fan TV, I have never understood the obsession that people have in this country with the opinion of a pundit or the opinion of a journalist. I, you know, if a dog started barking and then Alexis out slips out or Benger in <laughs> slips out, I'd pay as much attention to that opinion as I would John Cross or as I would Gary Neville yeah. or whoever. I don't understand people's fascination with buying into an opinion more just because it's on a form of media. I think it's because uh, you know, they're seen as being the authorities on the subject, people that have uh, studied it, you know, uh, they do the analysis and they're supposed to be well-versed, well-informed about what's going on. But... Uh, I think they actually don't like this uh, this new social media generation. People like Robbie and yourself that have a platform to voice their opinions, and yeah. uh, people like me really like to hear the opinions of you know the regular guy in the street. And mm. I think that's what gives it that kind of attraction because it's those people that are just like you and me voicing their opinion. And sometimes we get an even more insightful opinion from people like yourself mm. than we do get from your your John Cross and your your proper journalist. Yeah, I mean going back to that, I think I could understand why ex players on, you know, players who have achieved something, like Yerud Hullet, when he speaks, I'll listen, or certain mm. players, Neville, you can sort of understand because of what he's achieved. Pundits, not so much, but ex-players who have achieved at the highest standard, you know, that have played for their country, have won Champions League, won 
titles, I could understand their view uh, more so than just your run-of-the-mill journalist. But now with the, with online sort of with it's taking it out of the forums, you know, because we're all similar ages. But it's taken from sort of the forum chat. Now it's all online and vlogging and YouTube's and whatnot. Now it's taking the power away from these people on Talksport, Radio yeah. Five, Sky, and BT, and it's giving it to to, to anyone can do it now, yeah. which is great. Giving it to but anyone with Twitter. On that, <laughs> on that point, though, you know what? Why I I honestly don't value an ex footballer's more opinion opinion more than I would value yours, for example. And, and the reason being is, right, if, if we're going to say that there's a hierarchy of opinion mm. where, you know, uh, let's say a, ch- a child fan, you know, that's only been going to football for a couple of years, his opinion is not as valid as, let's say, a World Cup winner. What, mm. what happens when a child agrees with a World Cup winner and two World Cup winners disagree? It, yeah. It's just the beauty oh, of opinion. I'm not saying, yeah, no, I'm not, dis- not discrediting, yeah. Not, no, no, we're agreeing. Not discrediting people's opinions and everyone's equal and everyone's opinion is yeah, valid. I know you weren't, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, an, that's an interesting point, though, I think, because uh, it reminds me of a debate that uh, I think it was it Andy Gray was involved in with uh, Jonathan Pierce, where I think Andy Gray said, you know, you don't know anything about football, you never played, so, you know, your opinion doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, um, there is that snobbery of people that play, even if people that play Sunday League or semi pro, yeah. you know, they like to give it the big and. Uh, Anyway, yeah. No, we're, well, we're, we're, let, you me know. Not, let me ask you this, right? I, I don't know if you've seen any uh, of Frank Lampard's punditry since he's come on the scene. Yeah? I, I, I Instantly, I, I thought to myself, do you know what? He's actually brilliant. He really is very incisive in his comments and he gets down to the crux of the issue. Now, if I was to say to you, um, you know, Frank Lampard, I take his opinion, not because he's a footballer, but just because of the way he puts it across. Yeah. But if we, if, and I know you're not saying this, don't, I'm not putting words into your mouth, but if someone was to make an argument that the opinion of an ex-footballer is more valid than the opinion of a fan, do you think Diego Maradona would talk more sense than yourself about football? <laughs> depends how much... Depends how much coke he's And And then it, it starts getting like, like Joey Barton. You know, yeah. like, are, are you really going to look to him as, no, as an no, authority? No, yeah, I know and you mean, but I find Joey Barton, Savage, uh, Savage, Colin Moore, uh, Joey Barton, they troll. They they know how to push the buttons. Certain people on TalkSport, they know to say the wrong thing to the right yeah, fans to, yeah. to cause uproar and to cause people ringing in. And that's what they want, Co- controversy. And, mm. um, you know, they want that. And, and they troll a lot of they troll a lot of listeners. Um, the other thing is football fans will know their club the most. I don't exactly. think there's going to be anyone out there that can tell yeah. you more about Arsenal than an actual Arsenal fan. A nail on the head. That's that's the thing, you know. But even even in terms of like positionally and that sort of thing, you had Jamie Carragher and Jamie Redknapp arguing on uh, on TV recently about a particular issue. So they can't both be the authority because they're disagreeing with one another. Mm. So that's where that house of cards falls down. Really about personality and intelligence and all that sort of stuff. And also, the best, you know, just because you're a best at something doesn't mean that you're the best teacher of it or mm. the yeah. best person to explain it. Do you know what no, I mean? You know, you can have like an amazing composer that can't read, can't teach you music. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. So for me, um, I don't buy that. And, and that's why I always say just because we're on Arsenal Fan TV, because there's that sort of parallel where normal fan, Arsenal fan TV fan, there might be some snobbery about that. Yeah. Or, um, you know, there's that normal football fan or Sky TV pundit. We're all one and the same. We're all equal. I don't mm. regard my opinion as any more valid. So when people come up to me after games and say, oh, what did you think today? 
my response is usually exactly what you thought. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Mm. So That's different. Really good You're not meant to pedestal. I usually it's like what, really what you've got view. to say as yeah. well. More usually, I've uh, got a very measured uh, yeah, it's opinion. A, it's a good, it's a good contrast to some of the other other people talking. Um, moving <laughs> on, moving on from that. Uh, as someone who knows your club, um, quick, quick question before we do move on. Yeah, who's your favourite pundit? No. Oh. <laughs> Spot. You know what? It it was it was Lee Dixon. I, I really really like Lee Dixon. I think defensive. Do you know like the thing is Alan Hansen back in the day was brilliant, yeah. But I feel like Alan Hansen and Mark Lawrenson, they started to not give a damn. Yeah. Mm. Even like appearance wise and stuff, they just got so casual, <laughs> so lazy. And I feel like Lee Dixon came on the scene. And I thought he was very good. I thought he spoke a lot of sense. But since Frank Lampard's come in. I, I really rate him. I think instantly he's really, really good. Andy Gray was very good back in the day, but obviously we don't get that exposure to him now. So mm. I'd say currently, new kid on the block, Frank Lampard. I've got a lot of time for him as a pundit. Fair enough, okay. fair enough. Um, right, so someone who knows his club well, um, top three selected is a current theme on our podcast. Uh, your top three selected Arsenal players of all time, and then I'll hit you with your top three favourite players of all time, any club, any country. So your Arsenal top three sure. selected. Any era, any position, just off the top of your head. Don't even overthink it, bro. Ian, right, right, right. Yeah, right, right, right. That's one. Top three. That's the top three. Oh! Right, is a man. No, look, Ian Wright for me is just a don. He's what I grew up on. He's, he's what made me fall in love with football. You know, Same. the charisma and the way he used to play the game with a smile on his face. I just fell in love with football because of him, you know. Mm. And even little things like I used to emulate him. I... Thankfully, back in the day, I was a good, I was good at football. I used to score regularly to the yeah. extent I had my celebrations before I get out on the pitch. <laughs> so I tell people how I'm going to celebrate and then score the goal and celebrate. Jeez, and why that, would the, that why was would what Ian Wright You know, Ian Wright used to have rehearsed celebrations, and yeah. he was just another level. So he was my all-time, all-time. Awesome. It's Second. interesting to hear you uh, talk your skills up, but you didn't do too well in the old uh, Arsenal uh, fan TV match, did you, mate? Uh, I was terrible. I was shocking. To be fair. <laughs> It had been an eight-week hiatus for me from playing because of Ramadan and an injury. Oh, but yeah. I was fucking bad. But, you know, what can you do? It happens, right? <laughs> These things happen. I wish I could go back 10 years, you know. Like, when I was at uni playing football, I was, you know, I was good, man. And now, like, you feel the aches and the pains. It's, it's hard because my mind is telling me to do certain things and my body just can't execute them like I used to. So I need yeah. to adapt my game, do like a, I don't know, like a Ryan Giggs almost. And... Uh, Sitting deep. You do five-a-side and sit in front of the goal. That's what I do. and just dictate play, man. Yeah, five-a-side. We're getting five old, bro. We're getting, we're getting old, brother. That's Reti getting old. Retirement age for a problem. So, so you've got Ian Wright as your all-time favourite. You're, you're not going to hit us with any two others? No, no yeah, Dennis no, Bergkamp, no Rowcastle, no... Uh, for me, it's a birthday boy, Thierry Henry. It's 40th birthday for him today. So Thierry yeah. Henry's my second. Just, you know, what, what can you say? I... This is where, like, I feel like what parents must feel like in terms of when someone asks them to choose between their children because <laughs> I choose anyone over Dennis Bergkamp, and yet I'm doing that. I just, it, it's hard for me. And, and then number three is Dennis Bergkamp. And then I think to myself, how ridiculous, I haven't got Tony Adams in there. Well, there's so many, there's so many. This, this is what makes it so fun, and especially because we put it on the spot. So usually your first three answers, your reaction, your gut instinct, yeah. usually, because if you overthink it, you could be going with Seaman, you could be going yeah. with, you know, some of the classics, O'Leary, you know, we could be going yeah. forever. But we'll, we'll, we'll take that, man. Ian Wright, Omri and Burkamp, much love for that. Yeah, Appreciate it, was, it. it was interesting seeing uh, you tweeting with Ian Wright recently. What was that like? Because it sounds like he's a bit of an idol for you. 
So that must be oh, amazing to have him following you in a sort of I understand. Like, for me, he's like, I've, I've got, basically, like, the first game I ever went to was when I was 13 years old. Now, I live in Milton Keynes, and my mum took me up on the train, and uh, I only had one ticket, so she waited for me outside the ground, and I went in. It was 13th of September, 1997, Arsenal versus Bolton. I'd been tracking Ian Wright's um, goal-scoring record prior to that because he was on the verge of breaking the record. And I remember some of the chances he had in previous games. And I had my ticket booked, and I was thinking, in a month, I'm going to this game. And some of the chances he had and didn't break the record, yeah. I knew, I just knew it was going to be when I went to my first game. So I went to my first game, hey, presto, he scored a hat-trick, broke the goal-scoring record. That was my first game. It was yes. just a magical moment for me. Wow. I kept the ticket... I kept the program. I actually met him after he, when he was doing uh, They Think It's All Over. Yeah, yeah. A studio audience and got him to sign it and got a picture with him and I was buzzing. And then I lost the ticket. Oh. Signed ticket. In right with my surname on the side. Like, oh, this is a bro. The market eBay thing. This is personal memorabilia. And I lost the ticket. I was just dying when that happened. That reminds then, me. I had a uh, I had a signed uh, travel card with Eminem. Eminem signed the back of a travel card for yeah. someone. I was uh, I was listening to him before anyone knew about him. You know, I was like yeah. onto him early, and then his first album dropped. My friends bumped into him in the West End, got a little travel card, the paper travel card signed, gave it to me. Pff, who knows where it's gone now, man? It's he's only listening because he was a white rapper, isn't it? No, he was. Uh, <laughs> he was. He was. He was big, man. He was big. Talking of rap, you were talking but, about. Um, let me finish off this story, though. Oh, right? sorry, Daniel. So I lost that. And then um, my wife, now, when I was getting to know her, she, she was obviously trying to bag me. We <laughs> uh, went out on Valentine's Day or whatever, and she, I got her a present and all that. I wasn't really expecting anything from her. She goes, I've got something for you. And I was like, oh, wow, what is it? So she had, because I told her this story about losing that ticket, she got me a new ticket from the same game off of eBay and mm. a program. I I didn't do I hadn't lost the program but she got me both anyway. But this one the ticket didn't have my name on it obviously this is someone else's ticket but it still filled that void a little yeah. bit. So then Fair I um, I met Ian Wright a few months after that so I took that ticket and that program and got him to sign it all again. So now I've got one signed program from back in the day, one new signed program and one new signed ticket. A few months after that I've gone and found my old ticket. Wow. It'd been missing for years, and I found it in a random suitcase pocket from the loft or whatever. So now I've got two of each, yeah? And this is kind of like telling a story about meeting my wife and everything and getting them all signed. So then, just to finish it all off, I met him again, and I got I purchased a uh, old-school uh, Arsenal top for him to sign as well. And I've got all of that beautifully framed in my house now. Wicked. Oh, awesome. that's amazing. Two programs, shirt in the middle. He's seen it all as well. And, and you know, the amazing thing is, like, I've even had the pleasure of speaking to him on the phone. He, like, when I, when I see him now at little events that I'm lucky enough to go to or whatever, yeah. he knows me by name. He knows my wife by name. To me, that is just, just blows my mind. I consider myself very, very lucky. And when I talk about the perks of Arsenal Fan TV, mm. you know, that's what I'm talking about. That's, that, nice. that's mad to me that he knows who I am. I'm humbled by that. I just find that incredible. And he's putting in good work, and he's a man of the people, so that's that's positive, man. I've just bought, got his uh, got his book ready for holiday. I'm getting right. married, getting married next week, so on our honeymoon, I'm going to be reading that. So congratulations, man! Thank you very much, bro. Thank you very much. Um, 
just talking about trying to make that segue between the Eminem and rap. And I notice you're wearing a Jeremy Corbyn t-shirt. Um, you're listening to Corbyn with the Run DMC style pattern. Uh, you're listening to a lot of low key today, the rapper low key. Um, yeah, I was thinking in that, and uh, it's amazing, you know, because I, I was working from home today, so I thought I'd put on my own music rather than the crap they listen to in the office. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, what set me off starting to listening to Loki was his latest track about Grenfell. Yeah. So mm. I wanted to check that out, and I was listening to that, and I was like, yeah, it's cool, it's like, it's, it's deep, you know. It's a one really point, emotional track, that one. Really deep. At one point, there's just loads of people holding pieces of paper with people victims names on it and during the song they start saying where is this person where is that person where is this person's yeah. child this person's sister and it goes on for a long time and it's very very deep and then um from that i, I then listened to another song and it is i think it's called ahmed the song and remember that refugee child that was pictured washed up his his dead body washed up on a yeah. beach mm. and um if you guys haven't heard that song, you know, after, you know, this evening, go and have a listen to it, man, because I'm not one that gets emotional very easily. Mm. You know, like, I, I can't remember the last time I cried, but watching this, literally my eyes welled up. I, I actually had to wow. hold back tears, and I really felt like crying. It is a really, really, really tough watch, and just, just crazy. Just, that you know, is the greatest compliment you can give an artist, you know, because that's what, uh, as a recording artist myself, you know, what I would want to uh, bring out of someone, just some kind of emotion. Um, yeah, and yeah, to get to, to bring a grown man to almost to tears. Yeah. Is, Honestly, is, you know, I, wow. I'm just, like, people that know me, they kind of laugh at me, tell me that I've got a heart of ice and all that sort of stuff, because I just don't get too emotional. I'm just very rational all the time. It's yeah. quite mm. kind of boring like that, but... It's really got to me, man. And I'd, I'd love to know your thoughts after you listen to it. Drop me an email and let me know what you think. But it was seriously deep. And then I just started to go on a roll. And when you listen to Loki, you don't just listen to music. You get an education. Yeah. Mm. I learned things today about, like, America's relationship with Cuba and, you know, things like that, that um, in, in those are different songs of his today. And I... It, I've heard this stuff in the past, and I've always thought, oh, the guy's a legend, he's brilliant, he's not like other rappers. But then when you listen to it today and you hear some of the themes coming out, coming out of his music, that guy has sacrificed a hell of a lot in terms of monetizing his talent. Yeah. He's refused to sell out. He has absolutely maintained, like, talking about these issues that truly matter. Like yeah. someone like Jay Huss, for example, who's doing yeah. brilliantly right now, credit to him. You know, he, he's turned his life around and stuff, and he's, he's recording some, you know, songs that I enjoy listening to, but ultimately he's talking about the same old stuff that we've always heard, you know, mm. talking about Mercedes-Benz, this and that, you know, and uh, I've got a lot of respect for Loki because he could have been, he could have been, you know, monetizing his talent, and I, not that I see any similarities in that myself, but I, I have always been aware, like, you know, when I'm doing my Arsenal fan TV interviews, mm. I'll have a first-time badge on my uh, jacket or whatever. Yeah. And I know that that will potentially keep me out of certain opportunities that other people might get who don't want to fly certain unfashionable causes, you mm -hmm. know, or certain causes that people might want to touch with a barge pole. But, you know, I'm a Muslim and I'm, and I'm a believer and Alhamdulillah, God provides for me. So I can not, I don't need to care about that sort yeah. of stuff. I'm happy in my life. And that way, you know, you can crack on with, the causes you believe in, but that's important to me. And, and this is just a part of that, you know, for the first time there's a politician who I believe 
actually gives a damn about social mobility, but gives a damn about not enough black people in Oxford and not enough, um, you know, people from ghettos becoming astronauts and you know all of that sort of stuff like yeah. social mobility and it's something i'm passionate about man so when a politician's out there who i think really represents change yeah i'm gonna go on arsenal fan tv wearing this because i feel like it's my duty to do so no definitely man it's good sort of you're using your voice yeah and, and pushing you know your views which is which is a positive thing so that's that's great um any anyone else you've been listening to sort of musically or sort of in a is it just just hip-hop you listen to uh obviously our show's called beer rap and Banter, I know you've been listening to Loki yeah, or is there anyone we, else? We, we've had a top three player, so maybe we can get a top three rappers. Nas? Yeah, yeah, Nas for sure. Hey, Nas, is, he's a, <laughs> Nas is so underrated. Thank so, you, thank so you. Underrated. And, and again, it's that whole selling out thing. And I've got no problem with people selling out. When I say it, I don't say it with hatred or envy. Like Jay-Z has sold out to an extent. You know, he's doing songs with his girlfriend and all that. Fair play to him. He has built an empire. And if you listen to his last stuff, he's actually come back full circle. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. now he's a bit rebellious. Hey, I mean, you must have heard Story of OJ. Yeah. Yeah, Deep. that is a masterpiece. Amazing record. He's talking about there. You know, that, not many songs. Not Because uh, I, I don't listen to hip-hop for the lyrics. Because most of it is not really hip-hop. It's more hip-pop, if you get what I'm saying. True. Yeah. And I don't listen to it for the lyrics, I listen to it for the beat. So a lot of the time in the car, my wife would be saying, turn that off, because it's all about hoes and bitches and all of this sort of stuff. And uh, I always say to her, why do you listen to the words? But there's certain artists that make you listen to the words, and Nas is one of them. Nas is brilliant, he's one of my all-time. J. Cole is another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lamar is another. Yeah, yeah. That's a top three. That is a top three right there. And, um, and then on top of that, Notorious, even though he wasn't as deep, in terms of a rapper having a flow, yeah, I don't think I've enjoyed many flows more than that. And when you're when you're listening to it for for the beat, you know, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, the way Love he delivers his well, lines, man, I could have been to this. Hey, we're gonna have a karaoke session. <laughs> it's another level. Like Biggie, his flow is another level. Tupac, again, I love for what he talks about, the messaging and that sort of stuff. So but, and um, yeah, so right now I'd say. My, my favourites would be Immortal Technique as oh, well. Gonna, wow, When yeah. you were talking about Loki earlier, I thought I was going to recommend him, but yeah, it's good that you're, uh, you know, you, yeah. you're listening to all, all, all sides, man. You're, you're woke, as, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who even knows about Immortal Technique? But if you've heard Dance of the Devil, yeah. that stuff blows your mind. Wow, that, that is one of the most amazing hip-hop records ever made, in my opinion. Right. That, that is and have you heard You Remind Me by him? It's like seven minutes long. And the story he tells and the twist is just crazy. It just makes you stop and listen. That, you know, that song is the, one of, the sort of song where if you're three minutes in and you arrive home, you stay in the car for another Yeah, minutes, yeah. Just to listen to it. You know, you know what? I, I never expected uh, you to school us on uh, some dope hip-hop to listen to, Mo. So this is something <laughs> very interesting. Now I know why you're so intricate and, and, and precise with your uh, analysis, yes, man. You're, you're a well-read, obviously uh, well-educated, well-read man. Is that immortal technique influence? Jesus. Yeah. Can you imagine doing the Arsenal TV and spitting bare bars? <laughs> oh, We've got we to get you to spit some bars. And no, no. It you, Mo. <laughs> I wish I could rap, boy. And the last one I'll mention is Akala, because he deserves to be yeah, mentioned yeah, in the Akala, same breath. Legend. He, he's, he's rated as well, Akala. But, you know, um, I can't rap, but, you know, I've, I've always thought about spoken words and all that sort of you stuff. I feel like I've got stuff to get off my chest, but, you know. Bro, you should do it, man. You should do it. I present uh, a live night of a spoken word night because I host some events and um, 
you should you should definitely just put pencil to paper and it's a good outlet as well sort of getting things off your chest and even if no one sees it even if you're just doing it to yourself it's a really good way of clearing your head and just any angst or just getting your views out and you know it doesn't have to be on the camera or in front of thousands of people but definitely do yeah. it as, as, as therapy or just yeah. to, for creativity just to express yourself man it's definitely worth doing yeah we'd love to hear it here on beer rap and banter as well so yeah if you ever want to record <laughs> you know, well, there, a bit of spoken give, word let give us him know. a chance give him a chance he's got work to do when he's at home you know you don't want to be uh <laughs> digressing from the area of, of sort of working doing but, work uh, Put me up with the details of that because even because I'm interested in it, even if I don't partake, I'd like to just be an audience member, you know. Oh, just for kind real, of for real. Yeah, I'll, s I'll send you the details, man, on Twitter or we'll email, uh, email you. Um, building on the Jeremy Corbyn and the political stance, um, I mean, what's your view recently on sort of North Korea and Donald Trump and the US sort of back and forth war of words, sort of having a bit of a grim. having a bit of a an ego contest, and um, you know, what's just your views on sort of how that's going to be managed by China? Should they intervene? Should the UN try and do more? You know what? It, it, it's just really, really frustrating because, you know, you see these... But I, I saw... I, I think... You know, like you get this cartoon art, but it's very politically charged. Yeah. I love stuff like that. You know, I my, my aim is to have a room in my house one day that's got all of this sort of stuff. Like, you know, what, I saw... Charlie Hebdo? Pardon? You're going to get the Charlie Hebdo stuff, are you? Oh God, no, not that. See, I, like mine, I like mine to have a, a positive purpose, to yeah. send a message, like Banksy, for example. Yeah. yeah. There's a, a lot of that sort of art that I love. Like, you know, talking about Grenfell, um, there was one image I saw. I think uh, what it did, it, it was, I think it said the word neoliberalism. Yeah. And the I in neoliberalism was the burnt out power. Wow. wow. And I just thought to myself, if you understand neoliberalism, if you've actually read up on it, and and the part that that has had to play in what happened at Grenfell, that is just art to me. Mm. You know, I, I can't look at the Mona Lisa and appreciate it. I don't understand why it's worth so much, but I look at stuff like that and I think, wow, that's beautiful. That really speaks a thousand words. Mm. And that's all the sort of art that I love. So one uh, cartoon I saw was basically... Kim Jong and Donald Trump both standing up and both uh, had missiles instead of their instead of their dicks and uh, they were basically comparing whose was bigger. And <laughs> that's I hilarious. Myself, you know what? That's what this is all about. It is. It's mm. like a big dick contest. Um, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, this is who's got the bigger balls. I mean, you'd like a lot of art. I don't know if you read the Guardian, uh, the, but also uh, Steve Bell used to do stuff. And then on a Saturday, there's um, I'm trying to find the name, but the Guardian has sort of good political. Uh, Pieces yeah. of, of of art and comic, uh, you know, um, make it sort of what's the word? Not characterizing illustrations. But, yeah, illustrations of of what's going on. But um, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's unfortunate what's going on at the minute, and hopefully, hopefully it can be resolved. Um, yeah. but, uh, you, you know, I, I make the point though that you know yeah. all of this um, nuclear weapons. I I'm personally for for the uh, complete demilitarization, or not demilitarization, but. Um, basically getting rid of nuclear weapons. I, I think they are just outdated in this day and age. You know, the, the amount of money, it just hurts me, the amount of money that is spent on nuclear weapons. Like, look, my parents are originally from Pakistan. Yeah. Pakistan is one of the poorest countries in the world, yet it's a nuclear power. That is insane. To me, that is disgusting. There's mm. one thing America and England being nuclear powers where we don't really know the meaning of poverty in England. You know, there's a welfare state. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You don't see poverty here like you see 
in, in true third world countries. There's one thing, us having nuclear weapons, but when my own country, Pakistan, has it, and then there's people sleeping on the street and dying of starvation and unable to get medical attention, I, I, I'm personally for the you know, complete Disarmament. eradication of nuclear weapons. And in my, in my um, actual school of Islamic thought, yeah. that is actually the ruling, that nuclear weapons are not permissible for us. No. So, you know, just like alcohol isn't permissible for us, mm. nor a nuclear weapon. And I think the world would be a much better place. So that's one of Corbyn's policies, that he would, um, he wouldn't get rid of Trident straight away, but eventually he'd be looking to, to do that. Even though he, in his manifesto, said that he'd retain Trident, I would, uh, I would really be hopeful that he would deliver on what he blatantly feels in his heart and that it's not a sensible thing to have when the NHS is in tatters and there's homelessness and stuff in this country and people leaving yeah. food banks and nurses haven't had a pay increase and yet we're spending money on Trident. Yeah, know? the money could be spent elsewhere on, 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 the, on the public sector and, and supporting yeah. the homeless and... You know, schools and whatnot. So many other things. Yeah, I mean, working in education, I see the cuts already. And my partner, she works uh, for the NHS, and it's uh, tough times, man. It's it's unfortunate. When you're seeing when you're seeing Neymar going for half, half wages of half a million a week, you're seeing yeah, Mbappe, and I'm you know, and I'm through. I mean, he's good, but flipping hell, man, that money crazy. shouldn't be spent on anyone. You, you, yeah, you, you crazy. Know, just one crazy. footballer could stop all this. You know, all these issues or a lot of issues. It's ridiculous. But, you know, um, people will be listening to this and coming up with the same argument. Well, what if we get nuked? Well, the way I see it, I've got no bearing on the decision when someone nukes someone. I'm yeah. just a lowly human being. You know, I'm not in the elite. Yeah. Now, if, if England was to get nuked and if all of my family were to die in that nuclear attack and I somehow survived it. And then Theresa May came up to me and said, do you want to get revenge? Do you now want to nuke whatever country X that did it? Still, at that point, I would say no. Why mm. would I want to murder, a mass murder, yeah. children, the elderly, the disabled, animals, and again, people that, like me, had no bearing on the decision to nuke my country in the first place? That, for me, the whole argument is just um, really sums up what's kind of wrong with the thinking of our generation or our political elite and that sort of thing. So... Yeah, you know, you, you can imagine what I think of Trump and Kim Jong. It's just, uh, you know, they're they're vermin, man. They're they're absolute viruses, and it's uh, it's just fueled by a capitalist ideology. I've, you know, got no time. Capitalism for. must die. That is the word of the day. Um, Mark, it's been absolutely awesome talking to you. We're gonna have to wrap this up, unfortunately. Feels like we could just talk forever, doesn't it? Yeah, well, yeah it's, been, it's been a real pleasure sort of talking to you, not only about. Um, our beloved Arsenal and Ian Wright, but also getting your sort of views on, on music and, and, and policies and whatnot. Um, we really appreciate your time, man. And um, we wish you all the best in the upcoming future. I'm going to send you some details of the spoken word event. Perfect. So just, you know, just uh, definitely get some stuff written down, even if it's like, it could be on anything. It doesn't even have to rhyme. It could, you know, just, just, just do what you've got to do. Express yourself. You know what? On Tuesday, I'm actually off to Saudi Arabia for Hajj. Oh, Saudi I was Arabia. going to mention that. Are you going? Are you going? To, are you going? Yeah, you going with the family or? I, I wish I didn't have to go to Saudi Arabia because I've got certain issues with them as well. But ultimately, that's where the pilgrimage is. And who knows? I might even do some spoken word reflections about that experience or something like that. So yeah, you know, I hopefully, um, hopefully, you guys have encouraged me enough to do that. Definitely, we wish you the best of time there as well, best brother. We luck, really hope uh... you know you have a good. You know, it's a fulfilling moment. I know it's a special mm. time. 
Um, Happy Independence to Pakistan as well. Yeah, yeah thanks a lot, man. And just to balance it out, because I forgot on Twitter and I thought to myself, damn, I shouldn't have forgot. Happy Independence to the Indians as well on the next day, because it is all about peace and love. It is, it is, it is. And we're all about peace and love and we're all about sort of getting to the topics and talking about beer, rap and banner, but it's about music, it's about sport, culture, it's about everything. So, you know, we really appreciate your time, Mo. Um, Really enjoyed it. And I'll pray for the both of you whilst I'm out on Hajj and also for your marriage and that sort of thing as well. So... I've really enjoyed it, guys. It's nice not to just uh, talk about football, yeah. you know, because we end up regurgitating stuff and talking about the same old of stuff. Course, the world, really yeah, the world is, is, is more than football. You know, yeah. there's this, as, 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 as people in my family say, it's only a game. Exactly. And you have to, it's hard. <laughs> it is, man, it is, it is. You have to take a step yeah. back. But um, listen, bro, we really appreciate your time. Um, this has been beer up about i've been oh uh social media as i know people can check you out uh people listening who may not be familiar with you uh where can they follow you or you know check you out and stuff sort of online at arsenal mo8 so that's arsenal moh8 on twitter and as you can imagine i'm tweeting all sorts of stuff most of the time it's football but then you do get you know the other stuff uh i i'm not shy so i don't hold back <laughs> wiki bro just like us yay <laughs> absolutely awesome speaking to you Mo good luck with uh, with Hodge and uh, hopefully we get to speak to you soon absolutely great interview great man. interview yeah I loved it I thought I thought Mo you know he's very articulate the way he speaks he, he comes across as a a very down to earth chilled out guy um, really like him and uh, you know hopefully we get to speak to him again pretty soon man yeah man big up the whole Gooners big up the premiership Massive big up everyone doing the fantasy football league and everyone that's doing uh in the beer rap banter fantasy football. I'm gonna see how my team gets on this season this week. Actually, what are we saying, Cal? I'm saying, man, I don't think I've got that many points so far this week, bro. I'm a little sore about it. <sighs> it wasn't the best day for Arsenal today as well, but I'm trying not to be on a downer, you know. Trying not to be in the down. I'm not actually drinking alcohol, so I think I've got a bit of a natural I know, you've high. got, what you got? You got that, uh, not even super malt, it's the next thing. Malta Guinness. It's a non-alcoholic malt drink, but you said it's full of crap, right? It's no, I didn't like, say it's crap, it's a lot of calories. calories. As I say, as how I'm drinking, how do you measure the drinking calories? Drinking this litre San Miguel, I'm like, oof. Right, when you look at the nutritional info, it don't really tell you about calories, does it? That's the thing. But Fake, fake news. But, you know, you know, it does say straight away <laughs> ingredients, carbonated water, sugar. Like, how much sugar is in there? God knows, it could be 70% sugar. Fam, I don't know. Just, if you want, the best thing is water and fruit. True. That's it, man. But you know what? They use sugar to make beer in the process of making beer. So, God knows how much sugar is in what you were drinking today. Yeah, I've been mm-hmm. drinking a lot of crap, getting ready for my wedding. <laughs> Trying to keep it right and healthy. You've been working out, though, man. I see the pecs are looking a little bit more, you know. Look at the strength. Look, coming like some buff bagwell thing. I'm buff and I'm the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> buff bagwell, you took it to old school days, man. Jeez, jeez. Um, yeah, man. Uh, one thing I've seen recently um, is a little bit, because, you know, buff bagwell was a wrestler. He was a bit of a fighter. And uh, talking about fighting, I've recently seen that the fighting game Tekken is now available on mobile devices. So if you've got iOS and if you've got Android, you need to really get this game. You can sign up for it online on the Tekken website. Just Google it in it, Tekken, iOS, Android, and you've got to sign up. It's not out just yet, but they'll send you an email when it is out and it's going to be banging. It's Tekken from Bandai Namco. 
Like we used to bang that in the arcades. Come on, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, yeah, Tekken. I prefer Street Fighter. Those are like some Fighter. of the biggest beat em ups ever. I preferred Street Fighter over everything. Tekken was good, it was amazing, but it was more intricate and technical. I used to bash the buttons. Mortal Kombat was more gory and like. It was a bit more. Was it? Was it? Was a? It was grim. It was a step on from Street Fighter with sort of the forward, down, forward, half moon to create the moves. Where Tekken was a lot, a lot more technical. So big up all the gamers. Tekken is sick, fam. On the yeah. mobile, I'm I'm excited to see how to play that and what's going down, man. Apparently, there's a brand new exclusive character just for the mobile. Okay, version I might well. have to cop that. I might have to put that on the wedding list. Get a little PlayStation huh? Four. Get a couple cans. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, there'll be plenty cans at the wedding, man. St- still. Hell yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Bro, it's not long to go. Listen, when you hear episode 14, man, I'll be married. Teary on re-edition. But right now, it's episode 13, Beer Rap Banter. Don't forget, Beer Rap Banter's on the social media. Who was the number 13? I I didn't even think about it. All I was thinking about is unlucky for some. Uh, 13 is unlucky (laughs) for some. And what's been recently unlucky for some is HBO, as they've had the classic... Game of Thrones, as it draws to a conclusion of season seven, a leak of episode six uh, was leaked and it suffered uh, it suffered uh, epic blunders and embarrassing CGI errors. Uh, fans were stunned when they learned that HBO Spain had accidentally aired the sixth installment of Game of Thrones early, but many fans were baffled when they spotted major CGI errors in pivotal scenes. Now, I'm not going to give away too much because if you're listen- listening to this and you are a Game of Thrones fan, if you listen to this now or you listen to this down the line and you're catching up on episodes thinking, why didn't I jump on the wave earlier? Just know that there was a big hoo-ha with HBO getting hacked and threatening to leak episodes and scripts. But uh, uh, episodes, yeah, and episode six was leaked and... Uh, it was amazing. I'm not going to say too much on it because it spoils it. Cal, by the end of the year, I'm going to get you on Game of Thrones, bro. If fucking, even if I have to buy it for you as a Christmas box set or something, or burn it on this on this on this sort of bootleg life. Uh, other than Game of Thrones, what else are you looking forward to? What else you've been watching on TV or you know, entertainment wise? Um. Well, I've seen that there's a new trailer for Narcos. Uh, so if you haven't seen Narcos, what the hell have you been watching on Netflix? Uh, if you got Netflix, you really need to check out Narcos. It's a hands down one of the best shows on there. Um, and it's about, you know, Pablo Escobar doing his Pablo Escobar thing. Um, so there's a new season coming. I thought, bro, so much has happened in Narcos so far. Don't give it away. Don't give it away. I'm not stopped, giving the spoilers. I stopped watching it. But so much has happened so don't far. Don't watch it. I, stopped, I thought I, it was done. I gave up on Narcos. I'm like, how can they have any more? How, and it's supposed to be based on a true story. How but, can there be more to his life than well, what's happened already? And I'm sure there's stuff with El Chopper. I gave up on Narcos. I gave up on Power. Well, you never really gave Power a chance anyway. No, I tried. I really tried you listeners. You didn't care about Power. I, I only wanted to watch it for the sex scenes and to power. see people get murked, but... It's dead. You don't care about ghosts. And, bruv, allow Tommy. it. Tommy. No, allow it. And also, people that are listening, Tasha. don't you just hate, like, Tasha can go. You don't care about Lala. I do, hey, I do. Get, man cares about Lala, <laughs> innit? And Tasha, they, they can go. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, bruv, them. In the last one, Tasha. Hey, bruv. hey. Them, them girls can go, man. Trust me. This, right. this my cup of tea. Listen, everyone listening, don't you hate when people watch certain episodes of programs and then they bang put it up on uh twitter instagram facebook snapchat they just spoil the episode before anyone's got a chance to watch it stop doing it 
if you know, we can't condone that. Stop spoiling the no fun. No spoilers. No spoiler alert. See us, we don't spoil anything from Game of Thrones, anything from that. Just watch it, keep it to yourself. You ask person, have you seen it? If they have seen it, then you can talk about it. If you ask them, have you seen it? They go, no, I go, all right, I'm not going to bait it up. Don't bait it up in the group chat. Don't bait it up on social media. We're not going to bait it up on the podcast, the greatest podcast in the world, full of interviews. <laughs> Sorry, that was a lot of gas. <laughs> you got to gas the team. Greatest podcast in the world. <laughs> you got you got to gas the team. You have to believe in yourself. It's true. It's true. Positive, like laws of attraction, all of that. If you believe we're the best podcast in the world, we might just be that. We will be that. And talking about laws of attraction and talking about attraction recently, this is really funny. Um, there's been uh, people in Tunbridge Wells, yeah, have uh, concerned about a kinky rave festival that oh, is yeah. going on, yeah, by the name yeah. of Bit of Your Time, innit? By the name of Flame Fest, <laughs> uh, a sex festival in Brookswood, yeah, check the name, Brookswood. Mm. Get, the, get the joke, Brookswood. No. Wood. Oh, right. Oh, you're dead, man. Okay, a sex okay, festival okay. in Brookswood, Tunbridge Wells, um, and it's called Flame Fest. Festival goers promised outdoor SM dungeon. You know what? If it was called Steve's Wood, I would have got it a bit, uh, a bit well, better. Uh, would Brooke, you? Because Brooke's a girl's name. If you got Steve's Wood, you would have got it better. Oh, uh, boys. <laughs> boys. So they were promised, yeah, an SM dungeon, an adult play area, plus more. So they were, you know, a bit of kinky, kinky. Cal, would you be on the SM dungeon height? No. If you, Although, if you if you swiped right or swiped left and there was a SM there was a SM height, would you be like, oh yeah? Leather, black no, leather. What, all what, black leather. What I will say some bla- is some black out, Panthers, all it, black leather. I will say <laughs> shout out to Cassius Dead, because he's a dope artist. He just performed at X O Y O in uh, in the week. And uh he always has this S and M kind of vibe going on with him. I, I, I uh, did some live photography at one of his shows before. Does he wear a mask? Um, he wears a mask. That's not but his... he had a chick in a gimp suit. Oh. Yeah, like no, some mad S and M vibe. Underneath his mask, does he wear another mask? Well, like a gimp mask. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bring out the gimp. Do you remember, <laughs> Do you like remember they, that like from Pulp Fiction? Pulp Fiction scene oh, that is the worst scene as a kid. <laughs> That's fucked, man. Spud me, man. No, I'm not going to spud you, blood. When you watch that, you was like, oh, oh, yeah. Dickhead. Oh. That's the grittiest scene ever. That's mad. I must have been about 14 watching that. Yeah, and the music. That was mad. That was That whole thing was Bruce Bruce Willis with the samurai sword. Yeah, we're not on that. We're not on that. We're not on that SNM vibe. But, um, yeah, all that, all that hype. Mad thing. Hey, right, um, so just talking about that swiping left, swiping right. Big up, uh, Skillet. Big record right now. Swipe uh, left. I want to say swipe left. Hmm. Um, big up, Skillet. Uh, Skillet loves you. Google it. Amazing video, amazing record, amazing art. It's really funny. Someone very close to us doing his thing. I'm sure everyone listening will like that. Probably. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I was thinking while we was talking about sort of like relationships and stuff like that, I did find uh, something quite interesting uh, to do with uh, facts, like relationship facts. Uh, although I don't, I, I don't know how much I want to go into it anymore, man. You know why? Um, I don't know, just because like I'm looking at the clock, thinking, man, you know, we've been going on for a little while, but you know, you can't, you can't tease the listeners. I can't tease them, can I? Uh, we've got facts about cheating. That couples and singles should know. Uh, so the interesting thing here is this is done by psychologists and relationship experts. You know, they spent years studying the science of infidelity. And infidelity means different things to different people. 
Um, I'm just munching away so, with um, you know, it's in my mouth. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Pause. So all right. So one of these facts are that men and women react differently to flirting outside their relationship. So mm-hmm. there was a 2008 study published in the Journal of Interpersonal Relations and Group Process. And what they found is that after men flirt with an attractive person of the opposite sex, they become less tolerant of their partner's trans- transgression. So they, so when they start flirting with women, they become less tolerant of women flirting with women. But on the other hand, when women flirt with people of the opposite sex, they become more tolerant of their man flirting with women because they're thinking, well, he does it, I do it, so... It's a bit rich if I get a bit excited if he does it. Another thing is uh, we feel differently based on the sex of the person our partner cheats with. So, for example, if your missus cheats on you, if you're a guy and your missus cheats on you with a girl, you're going to start to feel a way about it. Interesting. Um, yeah, and this was uh, backed up by a 2015 study um, to do hypothetical scenarios. It is true. Um, like, I know, I know, I know like blokes if they'd feel more of a way if their missus cheated on them with a man than if they men if their missus cheated on them with a woman 100 percent. 100 um in this same 2015 study uh published in the journal what, you of... feel this oh go on you're trying to you're trying you're trying to fly through it yeah i'm about... trying to roll i'm trying to roll real quick uh so in this same 2015 study published in the <laughs> journal of social and personal relationships University students estimated that the average person of the opposite sex has about a 42% chance of cheating on their partner. 42%. Wow, that's pretty high. That is. I like those odds. (laughs) (laughs) This is coming from a man who's getting married. Yeah, but obviously I'm like calm now, innit? Back in the day. And as it turns out, 9% of participants actually said that they had really strayed. So maybe there's a 42% chance and only 10% of people really do stray from their relationships. Or maybe some of those people, some of those 42% were just lying like, yeah, nah, nah, I'm faithful. <laughs> um, it's kind of interesting, actually. Um, apparently, straight men get more distressed by sexual infidelity and straight women are more distressed by emotional infidelity. You, yeah, bruv, you must have come across that before. Like when, when like women get it a bit, emotional about your connection to another woman like there might be like a chick at work and you're quite close with yeah, her definitely, definitely. and it's not like you even sexually like you're just close like you just chat to her you jam with her and they're like no, but you know but you know they get a bit emotional they get a bit yeah but then that's, I mean? that's good you want them to get emotional because it means they care they get mad jealous yeah, that's it hey, women jealous get... of your relationship that's it with another woman man, you know we, we need female friends innit we're not Ooh. trying to like have sex with them <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you think men and women can be friends and not beat I think oh this is, a, this is a hot topic isn't it I think men and women can be friends and, and not, not have sex I think, I think they, they can, can. I'm, I've got friends I've got female friends and I've not you know it just not... depends how hot they are <laughs> so what you're just gonna you're just gonna be friends with like nah, if it's some bare if it's some butters girl like but she's got a great personality it's like you can be great mates you can be friends you're never gonna be sexually you think the girls say it. the same thing about you <laughs> 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 waste ah, man they said I'm friends with Cal hey, I, he's I, dead I, I get it in I get it in fam. Hey, I don't that's, wanna know I don't wanna that's, know that's about, all you need to know I don't wanna know that's all you I don't need wanna know. know I don't I, wanna you know you know what I'll, I'll keep it real and say I haven't been friend zoned in a very long 
motherfucking time. And he's in the friend zone. And it's a touchdown in the friend Hell zone. No, he carried the ball I'll, 70 I'll yards. What, right? He took her on a date. He took her for dinner. He bought her wine. I, he gave her an Uber home. And he's still in the friend zone. Oh, my God. Touchdown. The crowd goes wild. No, I don't do friend zone. I saw a video re- recently which explained how not to be in the friend zone. And when I was watching it, I realized, you know what? I do some of the same shit that they were talking about. Listen, Basically, the know, concept was... Yeah, go on. The reason you're in the friend zone... Oh, yeah, I wish I was recording this. The reason like, you're in the friend stuff, zone yeah. is because you treated her like a friend. So what you meant to do, just grips her up and just... Just let her know, look. Just flip, flip it I'm out, ready flip to, it out. I'm ready to bend you over and Boy. just bend over, bend over, bend over, bend over, bend over, bend over. Hey, 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 hey. words, backwards, backwards. Hey, bro, that seems big, you know, that seems big still. So basically, if you don't... if So it's the bloke's fault, again, it's going back to blaming the bloke. Like, if you don't act like a friend... See, a woman knows within the first three minutes, three to, like, not even three minutes, like, knows straight away whether they think, yeah, I'm going to have sex with you, or I would like to have sex with you. Should it come to that? Should it come to that? Should it come to the yard in, like, Netflix and chill? Um, Did that the other day. <laughs> cook, cooking dinner, go out for a drink, they meet you and they think, yeah, we, we, it's going to go down and think, nah, I'm not really on it, I'll just, I'll just par him off and friend zone. Par! Poor Yukon. I don't know. Hey, that should have been that. a movie street fighter. Poor Yukon. <laughs> I like that. I just, I just took that one stillion. Apparently, men are more likely to cheat when they have a milestone birthday coming up. So, like when it's like the fortieth birthday, man, just get a midlife crisis and start cheating just on start the missus. Blind. <laughs> I heard men are more inclined to cheat when uh, the, their wives have just given birth or when there's a baby because the sex drive of a woman has gone down. That's mad. Yeah. This article also says your genes may influence how likely you are to stray. Mad. So certain people are genetically predisposed to beating bear things and cheating on their missus. Certain cultures. It's not certain, my fault. Certain genes. All right? It's not my fault, babe. If I've ever cheated, it's, you know, I'm just wired this That's way. That's interesting. I don't, do you think it's more, it's accepted in more cultures than others to sort of be promiscuous? That is political. Um, well, you're I, saying genes, I, isn't it? I, you're I, going to like genetics. So. Well, that's what it says in the article. It, it says uh, there's a growing body of research that suggests certain people are more likely to be unfaithful depending on biology. Um, so there's a study from the University of Queensland published in the Journal of Evolution and Human Behaviour. And it found that infidelity was more common among people who had specific types of oxytocin and vasopressin receptor genes. I have no idea what the hell that means. I'm not going to go on with the rest of this gobbledygook. But, you know, according to the study, in 40% of instances of infidelity in women and 62% of instances of infidelity in men all had to do with genetics. Genetics. 62% in men. Oof. So, like, what they're trying to say, 62% of men that cheat are genetically predisposed to cheating. That's mad. Listen... There's a famous quote, and I'm going to sign out on this quote from Chris Rock. And obviously, Chris Rock took it from somewhere else. And I've, I've been saying it as, as, as far as sort of, I've been faithful with Andrea and in the past with relationships. <laughs> You're only as faithful as your options. A man is only as faithful as his options. So basically saying, if you've got, like, no options then you're going to be as faithful as that in it so that's how you just have to keep it in it if you're not if you're not tempted by women and all this in your face 
Obviously, you ain't getting no things, so you ain't got no options. You're dead, innit? <clears throat> so, swiftly moving on. Dickhead, bruv. Man don't need to take the Tinder and all that. Man are just old school. Go up to a gal and, Ben over, Ben over, Ben over. You mean you used to go I up to a gal? I used to, yeah. Oh, pardon me, Your Honour. Excuse me, Your Honour. What I meant to say was, let me just say that again, Your Honour. What I was meant to say, yeah, so boom. And on that note, it's, on that it's note, also possible on to, that bait note, it's also possible to repair a relationship after someone never, cheated. never. It's not. It you're says lying. it here in the article. It's, it's possible dead. to repair never. a relationship. Never, never, never. I think never, it's never. important. It's never because gonna be the I same hate again. it when people split up over someone cheating. And uh, Corey Holcomb is one of my favorite comedians, and he said, "What are you gonna do, ladies, if uh, if your man cheats on you? Fam. Get another man that's gonna cheat on you." That's it. <laughs> It can't be repaired. It's like, come on, just once work. a cheater, no, all a no, 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 no. Don't listen time. to him. He's talking shit. Work with your partner, whoever it is. If it's a guy that's cheated on you, if it's a girl that's cheated on you, if they're worth it, if you know, analyze your life. Look at the no, good things you're gonna spend the whole that you have in your You're life. gonna spend the whole relationship looking like, oh, as as, yeah, as she slept with him, as he slept with no, her. No, not necessarily. What if you've got kids or you're married? Well, you've then got that a person, together, then that person who cheated. Analyze your life. That person who Think cheated. about this person and how good they have been that, to you. If they can, if they're worthy cheated, of getting a second then. chance. That person who cheated. No, I, I, I think cheating is one of those things where it can happen and you have to have... Maybe, maybe it can be your fault. You know, sometimes like in a relationship, one half is trying more than the other. And the other half might just be. Then you have to make it work, then, innit? You see what I'm saying? The other half. So, what? I, I, you know, like you get women that are a bit like. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like they're a bit stush in the bedroom. Like you get it in religious couples. Like you get Christian women that are like, no, oh, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Yeah, but anyway. I'm not doing it. And then the man's all sexually frustrated. Yeah. And then he ends up beating some dead thing at work. Like. Because he wants and, to be and crazy. Then, and then she finds out. And it's like, oh, but you know what? I couldn't do all of that stuff with you at home. So I was sexually frustrated. And, nah, and, that's, a, that's an excuse, bruv. That's what you got porn for. And that's why you can teach your woman oh, or teach your man, man to. Nah. I, I think. So you're telling me if you're with a I woman. Think, I think, yeah, if a man cheats on a woman, then in, on some level, the woman is to blame. On some level. Ooh. On some level. Because female because, listeners. No, no. I right, Hit us up. Let me know if you think I'm greasing, if I'm talking all kinds of crap. You know, at Beer at Bants, at Cal Sirius, at Ings LT. Yeah, don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but let's continue the conversation because it's a hot topic. It is a Honestly, hot topic. Honestly, I think if you're looking after your man, you know, you're cooking him meals. If his back's hurting, you're rubbing down his back. You're greasing him off in the bedroom. Grease. Doing everything that satisfies his desires. If he says, I want it, I want blowjob, you're giving him blowjob. If he wants to do whatever he wants and to do, you're doing no, it. And if she says no, fuck off, do it yourself. Then if you're looking after your man then there's no reason for him to cheat. If he does cheat, it's got nothing to do with you. But if you're not looking after your man Ooh. and he wants to do something controversial, and you'll do, you don't want to do it and he goes and does it with someone else, whose fault is that? It's peak. Um, this is mad. We had it to the last uh, last part of the show. Anyway, something to think about. Hit us up. Beer rap, at Beer Rap Bands, all social media. Big up the subscribers. Big up the SoundCloud. Massive. Uh, don't forget we're on Android, we're on the iPhone. I've been English, Ings LT. At Cal Sirius. It's been a long day. We've done three uh, free interviews which we've got lined out. We're putting in this work. Big up Mo, Arsenal TV. Yeah. Shout we out to Mo. Yeah, shout out. Peace. We out. Peace. This also says women are now just as likely to cheat as men are. That's savage. They were they wanted we equality, they got it. <laughs> <laughs>